1: The doctor is in. You know your Monday wouldn't be complete with a little advanced medicine, or without it. We're not going to do without it, because Dr. Batar is back. We're both back from the Advanced Medicine Seminar. just happened in Houston, and man, oh man, we got stuff to talk about. Next one's coming up in Phoenix. We'll preview that, but it is time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Bittar right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Dr. Bittar, what a great, great time we had again.
0: It was fantastic, Robert. It was really, really fantastic.
1: Well, we going to Houston, of all places, you think it would be just drawing people from the Texas region? I mean, we're reasonable guys. I mean, we, do, we travel for these things. But how much can we expect of people? They're not going to come from all over the world, are they?
0: <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's what was amazing about that. I mean, I actually thought that yourself and myself would be the furthest traveling people. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, it wasn't. It, it wasn't even close. Had, yeah, we had people from everywhere.
1: I know. I, I met a doctor from Italy. What a cool guy he was. And, and, man, he was drawn into this thing and, and was an active participant as well. And, I, like I said, the message that we're trying to get out, that we are getting out, it's better than trying. We're doing it. Is reaching, if there are corners on the globe, we're reaching them.
0: Well, you know, Robert, it's true that people are getting the message. But something my dad taught me a long, long time ago when I was probably a teenager, early teenage years, he said the truth will always resonate. And mm-hmm. it will attract those that seek truth. And that's exactly what we're experiencing. All over, people are finding the message wherever they are. It doesn't matter whether they're across an ocean, mm-hmm. uh, it, they're getting the message. And that's what's really cool. I mean, when you told me that the Robert Scott Bell show has had 1.2 million downloads just in the month of uh, October. That was amazing, and that doesn't include what's at Medical Rewind. That doesn't include a number of other areas where people can access the show. So obviously, 1.2 million downloads, it's, something's happening somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and to bring it up, I don't bring it up to pat myself on the shoulder anymore than what we do, which is exciting every week. And, for, of course, the people that came, they never miss it an advanced medicine Monday. And, you know, some of these people are saying they were downloading it onto their iPods. They're listening at work. And one of the guys came up to me, just says, my wife will listen only when I start laughing out loud because she's so busy. And when I start laughing, she's like, Oh, what, what do they say now? And then they come back. So the humor is so important. Also important because there's so many things that are, yes, are serious and intense, but as we said, we had fun together, and that was a big part of all of this, and that happened in Philadelphia, it happened in Houston, and it's going to happen in Phoenix in a couple of months, so make your plans. Now, also, there was a listener that came all the way from Idaho by car. She came from Idaho to Houston to be here. And she said she'd probably go to the next one as well.
0: Yeah, 33 hours she drove, apparently, and uh, she said that she was going to actually come with some of her horses because she had some ranching stuff to do in Houston, but uh, that changed, and she still came just for the show, just for the Advanced Medicine Seminar. And, you know, that's just such a compliment. I mean, that is truly the best compliment somebody can give you. If they drive 33 hours one way Mm -hmm. to just come for a seminar, I I can't imagine the – I mean, the cost of the seminar is $55. She spent probably – 10 times that in in gas and hotel, etc., etc. et cetera. I mean, it's...
1: Yeah, just it's, for the, just for that Saturday event for all the non-docs. And, of course, the doctors were... There. And, you know, this was one of the things, one of the questions that I get very often, Dr. Batar, and we've even answered it occasionally on the air here. How do I find a good doctor? And I'm telling you, come to the Advanced Medicine Seminar because not only will Dr. Batar be there, but others that he's trained that have come through the training and others that are going to get it. So you'll find the people that are aligned in mission and in passion and integrity that want to really do the right thing. And, and we saw people struggling, too, even at the end with the questions that they were asking, showed me that there were a lot of constructs that they come in with that they're trying to break out of. Right. We remember when we were being the Q&A and they were asking us about. But one doctor said this and another doctor said that I loved your answer. You know, that, that you have to be the one that discerns between them, because they're also confused about all the experts saying this and another expert saying this. And how can they all be right?
0: Right. It was funny because um, when the when the individual st- – that wasn't a doctor that asked that question. And when he started apologizing and, and Tasha stepped in, if you recall, and said that uh, uh, he's not yelling at you. That's because he's so passionate about it. I guess she had to align them because when he started apologizing – because it was ailing to me. Why is he apologizing? Yeah, I didn't and know. And Tasha yeah. picked up on that and, and she's very intuitive. So it was – that was interesting. But was, another thing that was interesting to me was that – if you remember the the when we were standing in lunch yes. line, if that one guy turned around and um, I didn't know who he was, uh, but he was an attendant attendee of the conference, and he said, "It feels like I'm just sitting in my office. It's Monday afternoon, and I'm listening to you guys."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. That uh, was that was great, and, and you know that that's another thing that was almost overwhelming to me when people come up and. you know you're there all the time with them and we can't we can't meet everybody that's why i love also the fact that we're getting out there to do this is we're putting faces to the listeners and they're also putting faces to us they might have seen our picture but to see us interacting in real time and in all these subjects and you know jim hover great guy was there and and all of the discussion that was happening is always seemingly so complimentary it builds on uh, everybody everybody builds on everybody else but yet at the end when somebody was confused by all of the different doctors that have this and this report says this And you go back and write to where it belongs. Write to the person who should know more about their bodies than any doctor could ever. No matter how much expertise we have, we have to defer to the people. What what is your experience? And really trying to bring that power back to them like we do every, every week here.
0: It's just a message at the end of the show every time that you say the power to heal is yours. And that's exactly what this is about. You know, the seminar is not supposed to be about us talking to people. It's supposed to be about us helping people to understand that the power to heal is really theirs, giving them information that they need to take themselves out of the realm of victim. Mm-hmm. And did you notice how many people had a victim mentality? Like when that guy was asking about the question um, about the treatment aspect, and I gave him a very, very short, extremely abbreviated answer on purpose. And then Dr. Harbor went into the long five-minute answer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and then I came back and I said, that's the difference. you know. And Dr. Harvard is a close friend of mine, but I said, I'm not going to give you that because that's not what you need right now. Because after the fourth or fifth or tenth word that Jim said, mm-hmm. you know that that person was only hearing blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Because he wa- he, his, the reason for his question was not because he needs that information that he is – superficially asking for because he doesn't even understand or register that information do you think he registers the the, why you're going to do the lymphatics first and and which iv you're going to do i mean you know mt3 and then mt7 he doesn't even know what the mtes are how can he even relate or comprehend that what he was asking was for hope what he was asking for Mm -hmm. was a lifeline and it came very very it became very clear did not robert that after I gave him the very short answer, and then Dr. Harvard gave him the long answer, and then I came back, and I gave him the short answer again, and I told him that that's not what he was looking for. Yes. What he was looking for was that lifeline, but I want him to swim to me, mm. and when he swims, I will help him. And did you see his reaction? What happened to him? Oh, the continents changed. And he broke down. He yeah. started right there.
1: Yeah, very he much so.
0: It- and so the point was that that was the message that he needed. And that was a release. It was a cathartic event because he finally was able to – let go enough, you know, yeah. a person doesn't cry, a person doesn't let down their guard when they're in a flight fight response corner. They right. let down their guard, they relax, they release only when they know that they're safe.
1: Yes, yes. And
0: he broke down crying, and that, to me, indicated, and you remember what I said to him, I said, you know, just let it go, mm-hmm. you let it all out, because that's what you need. Mm-hmm. And his face after the, after the question and answer session was done you know we we talked just for a few seconds, but his whole demeanor was different, yes, yes, well, it
1: reminds me, Dr. Batar, when I had somebody contact me about what direction should i go i 'm getting and it, it was similar. This is a pattern that we 'll hear again it 's not the only time we 'll hear this because there's there is there 's a cacophony of music, some of it discordant, even in the natural realm that 's overwhelming to people that are sincere seekers but they're almost frozen in inability to make a move because it's just too much and it's the simplicity of the message and it was consistent as much as there was yes there was medical information sir for the the healthcare providers on Friday but even Saturday was intense stuff with when you were you were bringing your book to life the nine steps to keep the doctor away which is so exhilarating every time i see it it's so much fun i love it yet when we get to that point where somebody you know is asking the question we go we get that sense of it and i remember the answer to that to that person we might even cover this on the air, was you need to go back, sit quietly, contemplate, meditate, or pray. How many times did you say that as well? After you take a patient in, go over all of their options, and you say, I'm not treating you until you go home to do exactly that. And that person as well, through the radio, through the internet, that same that came back and said, thank God that that was the message. Because even though she was asking all these detailed things, that wasn't really the question.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And Robert, remember, when... When we brought that up, I didn't come out and make that statement. I actually asked in front of the audience Mm – my office manager, what do we do? Yes. She answered it. So they know that it was an orchestrated, planned out thing. That is actually what we do. These aren't words. This is how we live. Every day, this is how our, this is how our practice operates. And I, please don't misunderstand anybody that's listening. I'm not trying to get you to come to my practice. I don't need that. I, I, I appreciate yeah, somebody I know. Wants you'd to rather be, just, That's not what this is about.
1: And you said you'd rather be breeding German shepherds. Yeah. <laughs> that was great.
0: <laughs> well, it, and it, you know, it's not to say that I don't love what I do. But you know what the greatest vision that I have, Robert, is when people when i don 't have to do this anymore mm-hmm. I, I do this because it, it's i don 't have a choice I, I know i don 't have a choice, I know that this is what I was put on the planet. There is such a liberation knowing what your purpose is in life, and I hear yes. people talking about what is your purpose in life, what is your purpose in life? You know, I realized that after three times trying to leave medicine on my own accord, mm-hmm. and people told me that, well, I'm in the medical board. They start coming after you, and you've already tried to leave medicine. Why don't you just leave then? I was like, because that's different. Nobody's going to push me out. I'm going to leave on my own terms, on my own decision, whenever it's right, the right time. But I'm sure in hell I'm not going to go when somebody's trying to push me out. And the thing was that for me, the greatest vision is that when I don't have to do this anymore, which means that the world is on the right path, everybody's getting better, everybody's getting healthier, all, people understand the importance of detoxification, people understand how important nutrition is, and we don't have to worry about this anymore. It's all going in the right direction. The problem is we as a society are going off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And and thank God I, I see now the light at the end of the tunnel. You see the light in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. The, the advanced medicine seminars are about the entire Uh, light at the end of the tunnel that's what this is all about
1: well and it was completely integrative in in into the physiological the emotional the mental and we even were able to cover some economic and and spiritual as always and and i love that and the political too and they nobody ran away nobody was upset by it when i talked about the things about health sovereignty personal sovereignty i mean literally there was a lot of genuine interest because i think that that the connection all hand in hand robert yeah i
0: can't talk about one without talking about the other yeah yeah yeah.
1: Well, again, I'm so it gets me so jacked up when we get together to do that, and I already can't wait for Phoenix. And I hope you're out there listening. If you haven't planned already, you've got time to make plans. If you're on the west side, and it'll be easier. But as we hear, people are willing to ride in a car 33 hours to get there, with or without horses. So we'll we'll welcome you there. But uh, that's why we're here. Advanced Medicine Monday with Doctor Rasha Batara is on right now. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. I know we promised to talk more about the private groups or or things that we can do to get beyond the purview of public health and all of the things that limit our speech and our freedom to bring healing to everybody that wants it so we'll talk more about that as well. stand by lots more healing to go on the robert scott bell show check it all out robertscottbell.com medical rewind.com for the archives and more after this
0: the revolution will be broadcast the robert scott bell show go where the truth takes him here's robert
1: i got a question for you dr batar after after seeing you interact with one of the doctors that you trained through amspa uh great uh, dr trobridge dr trobridge is that right what i'm saying great great guy and enjoyed meeting him and the way you guys rib each other you rib him is there's such a good-natured camaraderie a brotherly spirit and and i saw it too with one of the other doctors. What was the lady doctor in Philadelphia that you had trained that was also there? Oh, Kashi. Yeah, and, and, and it was just such a nice spirit that was flowing through. It was like, you know, remember when we were all kids on the playground, and you'd play together, and you knew you could banter, and it did. It was just fun. And it's like it was so amazing to see that, yet there's obviously a high degree of professionalism, and you take seriously what you're doing, and that you're helping but that is so refreshing and I think that's something that I've you know I think one of the times we were talking on the air about that if your doctor has no sense of humor quickly run and find another doctor yeah
0: yeah I think that well it's one of the steps anyway in the book Robert so like I said I try to live what I preach and try to do that in my office all um, that I can but it's it makes life so much easier when you laugh, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. at a certain point, and I think you find out the kind of week that I had, which today's, you know, today the new week has started, so <laughs> I don't have to think about that week. But this, this last week yes. was probably one of the most interesting and challenging weeks that I've had in a very, very long time. And, you know, the intensity of what happened and how it happened, uh, my wife and I have been we can't cry about it because it's just so absurd that we had to laugh about it, but it it, it was just a strange week.
1: (laughs) Mm. Well, and you come out of it with your humor intact, perhaps that's the thing that that allows us to go through some of these difficulties and and ride through it and realize there's a uh, some great things happen on the other side. I, I've often, you know, said and experienced in my own life, the greatest difficulties preceded some of the greatest joys. And also, the, you know, the question then becomes, how do you navigate that without a, a manic reaction where it goes to an extreme on either end? As much that we want joy, if you live in that state of ecstasy all the time, you'd have no way to relate to others as well.
0: Well, that's true. And we actually talked about that, too, uh, at the seminar. And I, I don't know that's a cue that you're giving me to uh, bring up how we <laughs> – You know, some of the things we talked about, and and we talked about the only way that you can fail is if you quit. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that's a recurring message at the Advanced Medicine Seminars. It's a recurring message in my practice. It's a recurring message to my children, to my staff, that when you're challenged, the only way you can fail is if you quit, even if you don't achieve it. and and your last breath was in an effort to try to achieve whatever you're trying to achieve, you still haven't failed. That's the key because as long as you die trying, you didn't fail. The only way you fail is if you quit. And when you're dealing with a chronic disease issue, when you're dealing with a health challenge that could ultimately um, lead to loss of life, you have to do what you need to do, and you need to continue doing so regardless of what the potential consequences are. You have to continue doing it. You can't just give up. If a person gives up, then they've made that choice to transition to the next realm. And we even talked about that, how that is important to allow the person to make that transition to the next realm in a graceful and dignified manner and not to uh, do it in in a way that they lose control, meaning that they have that choice. It's their control. And so many times I see a person that is ready to transition and they're only in the clinic because they want to, uh, appease their loved ones. They're they're wanting to do it for their loved ones, but they have no interest in being here anymore. And 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 when the family walks out and the patient's in there, they'll they'll tell me, I, I just want to go. I, I'm ready to go. I don't I don't want to do this. I, I'm excited. I've had a patient tell me that they were excited to meet their maker. Um, so you know we have to honor that as well. And just because we're dealing with our own. Potential loss and, and our own fear of being without that person that we love so much or having within us the the feeling that, oh, my God, I won't be able to go on without this person. That's our issue. It's not their issue.
1: hmm Yeah, these uh, things, and recently there was a a book, and we covered this, I covered this last week on the air, of a neurosurgeon, a high-end neurobiologist kind of guy who was sort of atheistic like a lot of them can be because they're so hardcore reductionists and and working on the body as a a machine, and he had literally died, gone into a coma for a, a week, and he came back with such experiences of what he called heaven, and he called it proof of heaven. Now, we recognize you can't come back with proof of heaven that you could here. I'm holding it, show you. But he wrote such a profound book. It's impacting many because sometimes they need to see, oh, well, a Ph.D. or an M.D. can experience this and, and communicate it. So now it's not so crazy. Uh, but I, I find it interesting that he would have that experience. I think that's a, there's a, a big purpose in that because a lot of people need to hear that message. And sometimes they'll only hear it if it's wrapped in a certain way with a certain bow and a certain ribbon.
0: Well, Robert, it's not a uh – unusual or uh, surprising to me at all that he's experienced it because all humans are going to experience it regardless of what they believe they're going to experience the same thing the truth is the truth regardless of how you wrap it and how you what bow you put onto it <laughs> but i think what you're talking about is how others will digest it yes if you're talking about the digestibility of the message mm-hmm. once a person who is positioned in a uh, or, or is in a position of authority or perceived authority yes you know, high up in that hierarchy with a lot of respect and all the other stuff that goes with it, then when that person gives the message, uh, essentially you're talking about somebody in a leadership position or somebody who's perceived to be in, a, in an authority, authoritarian position. A yeah, position
1: of influence, for instance. Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the right word. The position uh, the position of influence. Then, again, they will influence them if their message radically changes, especially when the message is fresh from that particular sector's viewpoint because most neurosurgeons or most actually neurosurgeons are not a good example because most of the neurosurgeons I've met have a tremendous amount of um, connectivity they're, they're, they're connected I, the ones that I know yes spiritually connected I, I, in fact it's really interesting there is a personality of all the different specialists for example general surgeons that are in private practice um, are usually you know either they're really cool guys or they're just idiots hmm. i mean they're just it's one or the other extreme urologists are even referred to within the medical profession as the gentleman surgeons urologists are just known to be very cordial just very relaxed they're just called the gentleman surgeons uh, orthopedic surgeons are just the you know the cool dudes the you know they're, they're just happy-go-lucky and And um, neurosurgeons have seemed to, at least in my experience and from talking to other doctors, they seem to be the the surgeons that seem to be more spiritually connected. And um, so, you know, it's interesting that there's this persona. I don't know that all doctors have the same impression, but this is what my experience has been. But the gentleman surgeons that's referred to for urologists, Mm -hmm. that's very common among the entire medical profession. That's how they're seen. So I'm not surprised that a doctor has experienced that. Um, I'm he, he was, though. That's the thing. He
1: was. And I think that's what made the story so profound, because when you come from a place of a complete doubter or atheistic view, and suddenly you're transformed by this experience, I think that builds a bridge to certain sectors of the population that, that maybe need needed that
0: way. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's absolutely a very uh, powerful transforming message. But the book that was written by Brian Weiss, Many Lives, Many Masters, a very prominent psychologist, I believe he was trained at Yale. He writes this book about his own experience and how he sees uh, what what the reality is. And, and he learns this from a patient as he takes them through regressional um, hypnosis. And one of the things that he says at the end of the book is that what he came to, the conclusion that he reached and and what he realized, he – shared this with other doctors in private and found that almost all the doctors he talked to or a great majority of the doctors he talked to had experienced the same thing but had been very hesitant and fearful to share it with other physicians because they were afraid that they would be mocked or ridiculed or you know peer pressure. And so they just kept it to themselves. But he reaches the conclusion that he believes that most doctors have had that experience. They just haven't had the uh, ability to Uh, or or the fortitude to bring the message to life and actually relate to other people. Yeah. This, I haven't read his book, but obviously he had that uh, ability to do so. And I would really, what I would find surprising is not that he had that experience because I think they've all had that experience. I think most of us have had that experience. I think most humans at some point have had some type of experience like that. What I do find interesting is that he was able to overcome the whatever the resistance the reticence
1: was. to communicate I, I think we're be you know we're being asked in this time as of many times or any time perhaps to be courageous and stand up for what is right i think it, that was another message that i loved in the events medicine seminar talking about the the righteous action I, at one point one of the slides i use when i talk about your book as well and even official stories by liam talking about becoming aware once you become aware then you have to make a decision what do you do with that awareness do you shirk your responsibility and run back to the cave Or do you take that information out, not in an irrational, insane way, but in a way that is appropriate to your sphere of influence?
0: And beneficial to others, exactly. You're absolutely right. And I think that, again, this comes back to the 2013 thing coming up, the Golden Age there's more things happening. They're happening faster. People that get sick are getting sicker faster. People that are getting better, they're getting better faster. People that have a message, they're getting the message out faster. And uh, I think that's, again, that increased resonance that's in, that's occurring all throughout the planet, actually through the entire, mm-hmm. uh, uni- the entire uh, galaxy, I guess, through the entire Milky Way.
1: And remember, people were concerned about us there, genuinely. It's like... Are you? How can you say that? I mean, are they coming after you? Right? Remember, and you yeah. and you said exactly what I was feeling, Doctor Bittar. It's like <laughs> the guy that's protecting us is so much bigger. Yeah. than anything you know that
0: the, uh, the the one who's got my back is bigger and badder than anybody yeah, out yeah
1: <laughs> exactly and that was the, that's the spiritual aspect I, that is so lacking in so many that live and walk through fear now again we're not telling you to irresponsibly jump into a, a vat of ebola or you know go down a, a dark alley that's not the point but the the resonance of right of right of truth you know these factual things that have to get out this is not something you should fear for, although I recognize in certain experiences if you are not versed in how and when. We talked, maybe you mentioned this concept of the law of silence, and that is knowing when to speak, knowing when not to, and even what you referenced in Bu- as Buddha said, and I war- worry about this every time you mention this, is, is be all, be always basically always preach but never open your mouth. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, two hours a day, six days a week, I'm very not Buddha-like.
0: Well... <laughs> but He, he said but you, you do live your message, and that's what that quote from Buddha is. Take every opportunity you can to preach, but never open your mouth. Meaning that you live by your actions and allow yes. people to change their way of life based upon what they see you do, mm-hmm. not based upon what you say. Yes. And, and I know you, I mean, I've known you for a long time. I, I know that you do a lot more than actually you talk about on the air. I mean, your are fasting and all the different things that you do yourself. You know, a lot of people probably don't even know that you do a lot of that stuff. But the point is that w- we've got this thing with the Advanced Medicine Seminars that's happening. It's exciting, it, and it, it's a blessing, and mm-hmm. um, we're going to make it happen, Robert, and it's <laughs> happening. And, and I really want to thank the people that have already attended. I really want to thank the people that have sent in messages and support. Uh, we've had a couple of people that have sent us a message saying that I won't be able to be there or I was going to be there or whatever happened and I'll be at the next one. Um, th- but that support means so much. But yes. it's also, they're, they're finding it that there's something that they're thanking me for. I'm thanking them for coming. They're saying, what are you thanking me for coming? I, I you know, I can't believe you're putting this on and such a, mm-hmm. it's been such a life transformation type thing for me. And so... Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think what you're trying to say, it's beneficial equally, maybe more so to us, those that come and they, they give us a gift just by being there, the present.
0: Absolutely. It increases my own resonance. It increases mm-hmm. my energy. I leave there like I've just gotten my batteries refilled and beyond the full mark. So I'm… I had 110 percent. Yes. And well, I listen. had Doctor. Remember Doctor. Cashy right before she left. She hugged me and yes. she whispered something. In. That's what she was saying. She said thank you for re, the reinfusion and yes. the reconnection, because- recharging
1: the batteries. Very important. We got to recharge our batteries. We're going to be right back after this. I want to talk about another aspect. Of the seminars, what you can get, what you can give, and I'm going to ask you to to tell your friends, if you already attended, or even if you haven't, let them know if they're in the Phoenix area or anywhere out west. We'll get to that and more after this on Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rasha Bittar, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: You're listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Yes. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. The
1: masked man who else smutted you on your gang
0: is none other than
1: Robert Scott Bell. You want answers? I think
0: I'm entitled. You want
1: answers? I want the truth Robert Scott Bell. You see, we're on a mission from God. I didn't mean that this would be like a, a seminar review, but I, I, am, I just have to relate what we did and what you did at the Advanced Medicine Seminar, Dr. Batar, so I hope you don't mind us revisiting you know, it. I enjoy thinking about and re-experiencing all the wonderful things that happened there.
0: You know, I, I actually appreciate that, Robert, because that way people understand what it's about, and hopefully those that are meant to be there will get the message, and they'll be there from what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, Well, and, and one of the biggest parts for me is two words, living examples not only meeting you or other doctors that are there, but maybe sometimes people that have gone through these things and healed, but you even showed some videos of some patients and, of course, of your son. The stories will bring you to tears, and in most cases, all cases, happy tears, but the living example aspect of this is perhaps the most powerful aspect of it because we can read about it. We can even read the nine steps to keep the doctor away, and it is awesome, no question. But when you see people that have come through this, It makes real that which you hope or you wish. Could it be? I'll pray for it. Now you see suddenly it is real. The fact that I've done what I've done is because I had a living example in my life that was ten times, a hundred times worse off than I was and recovered because of the principles he applied. I did it, and then I showed other people how they could do it. And that's it, the living example, the most powerful thing you get there.
0: And they did come to tears. There were many people... When I shared the video on Jamie, when I showed uh, my son's video, there were a couple of different videos that we showed that, you know, you saw the emotional response that people had, the visceral response Mm -hmm. that they couldn't, you know, keep from experiencing. They couldn't keep others from seeing that they were having. And uh, I think that that's what moves people. It's that it moves the spirit and allows a person to take the next step. It allows them to step out like the movie with Harrison Ford, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he couldn't see where he was supposed to go. Uh, it was an abyss in front of him, but he was supposed to take, take a the, step. The leap that, of
1: faith, they said. The
0: leap of faith, exactly. And um, and I think that's what it allows people to do. It It empowers them to be able to take that leap of faith. It empowers them with knowledge. and And my goal is, and I think all of our goal is, that they no longer are victims of the system and that's really what this all comes down to is that the system makes people victims by keeping certain knowledge from the individual and as soon as the individual is able to garner that knowledge they become empowered and once they become empowered they can no longer be in that victim state
1: and that is the the, the, it's like an instantaneous shift in consciousness that happens when you see somebody not just hear about it not just read about it but you see somebody that has done supposedly what has been defined for you as impossible whether it's to overcome cancer or any other ailment or disease, these are the biggest things. These are the this is the reason why the the medical board in North Carolina that was fighting you all those years said all of those people that are cured they're irrelevant. They're irrelevant because if they are relevant, then we will go poof and disappear.
0: <laughs> that's a good way of looking at it, Robert. That's that's actually you know I always thought it so so ridiculous, but you're right. They had no choice but to. Uh, deny the existence of those people yes. because if they admit to their existence, by definition, they make themselves obsolete. You're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, and, and again, another strange irony here is that they would be the first ones to call us denialist in some way because we say there are a million ways to cure cancer. If they're not one, there's a hundred, there's a ten million. And, and they would say, oh, You're giving false hope. You know, yeah, I love it when they say that false hope. What the hell is false hope?
0: Uh, exactly, false hope. You know, if it's hope, then by definition, it can't be false. If it's false hope, then it's not hope. So <laughs> it, it, you can't you can't say that it's false hope because the, the two can't synonymously exist. But you know, I I also brought up the president of the AMA who had pancreatic cancer who stepped down the same month that um, we went for the final battle with the medical board, and he made the comment: he had pancreatic cancer, he stepped down. And he said that I know I only have a two percent chance to live one year because pancreatic cancer has a one-year survival of 2% and two-year survival of 0% with the traditional medical model. And he said, but uh, it's still 2%, and 2% is hope. And the Mm -hmm. one thing that a doctor should never do is take away anybody's hope. And I was thinking, where the hell was the president of the AMA for the North Carolina Medical Board when they were saying that I was taking away, I was giving false hope? Right. So it it is an interesting um, parody, but um, we – We know what the truth is, and the truth is that they are struggling to survive, and they are struggling to maintain their their position which they themselves already realize is obsolete
1: yeah well it's the authoritarian go-between between between them and some great giant head somewhere right this this elusive power that you can't get but we have the answers you must come through us and of course if anybody else claims to have the answers they're the false prophets and of course these guys speak with beyond four tongues and of course when they're faced with their dilemma life and death their mortality suddenly they're all about you know, the possibilities and the hopes that they deny others.
0: Well, Robert, you know, this also brings up another point. Did you notice that lady that was sitting, uh, if you're standing at the stage looking back into the audience, she was sitting on the left-hand side and she was the one who was going into, into a healthcare profession, I think acupuncture or something, and she said, well, we're not doctors and we get confused with all these messages. Yes, and-
1: yes, I, that was an important por- a part of the Q&A, another important part. I'm glad you brought her up.
0: Yeah, because uh, when she brought that up about, well, I'm not a doctor and I don't understand this, and so we need to know the difference. And I, you know, I I probably was too zealous in the way I answered that question. But I told her, I said, you don't need to be a doctor. And then I gave the example of the president of the medical board who, when I was talking about the glutathione aspect, she cut me off and she said, look, I know what glutathione is, but the use of glutathione in clinical medicine is totally irrelevant. You know, it has no role in clinical medicine. Hello. And, you know, I mean, it, it was it's almost like saying that i don't understand why you're talking about water because water has nothing to do with life you know it it was that ridiculous offer statement yeah it, it was it was the most absurd and blatant admission it, it was absurd in in its context, but it was the most blatant admission that I mean, she basically said that i 'm an incompetent idiot, and i don 't know what the hell I 'm talking about yeah she couldn't have said it any more blunt
1: well, at least she was uh, she came right out and admitted it right. <laughs>
0: And, and that's the point that I was trying to make to this yes. lady that, look, just because somebody's a doctor doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and just because they're not a doctor doesn't mean they don't know what they're talking about. The question is, do you, does, it, does a message resonate with yes. you and do you feel the truth or not? Mm-hmm. And if you rely upon a doctor, and you, I hope you remember, Robert, and you and I have talked about this before, but I've even, I tell my patients openly, I said, don't trust me what I'm saying. Yes, God gave you a brain for a reason. Go out and check what I'm saying. And, you know, how do you know that I may not have an ulterior motive? I, I want people to challenge. Now, you know, if a person comes up, like I gave that example, the woman that was challenging whether I had a medical degree or not, you yes. know, and the medical degree is hanging over her head where she's sitting, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a little absurd. And I'm not interested in engaging with uh, people like that. But what my point is that everybody should understand that the one that is most vested in the outcome of their health is themselves and that they are – the most they should take the most responsibility for doing what's necessary in order to maintain their health and or improve their health if you give that power to somebody else you have already made a mistake.
1: Yes. Well, and it's a very powerful message, and it continues to show that you're also that living example. It's not just the videos and the other uh, testimonials that we see there, but you are living that. That's why it's so exciting and fun to get together with you, and that's why people really have a great great time and are recharged, as are we, by doing this. Listen, I want to take an early break, so we have a little extra time. We've got a few more things we have to talk about, including the private club that we uh, we promised we would get some people, and uh, I've got to get to that as well, and a couple of questions. One from Belgium, one from England. That's the international reach of Advanced Medicine Monday here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Stand by. Back after this.
0: The Robert Scott Bell Show. The information is so good, it requires no expiration date. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
1: I know, I know. Everybody's going to say you and Doctor Bittar. You're just you were teasing us last week when you said you were going to give us a code to, to access the private uh, group, you know, the, the private club that would get us out of the public health sector, so we would have full freedom of speech to share, whether it be about cancer, autism, general health issues. And I, I got to see with you, Doctor Bittar, what's coming out, uh, and it's exciting. Is all get out. That's a southern phrase. Occasionally, I throw it out there, but. It's very complicated, very complex. There's a lot of layers involved in it. And it looks like we're not going to have the codes ready for my my audience, my listeners, like I'd hoped to. And I apologize because I really intended I, we did last week.
0: But actually, Robert, the, the site is ready. The yeah. only reason we're not going to do that right now is because we want to make sure that we have something separate set up for the listeners of the Medical Rewind or the Robert Scott Bell Show. I, I, I want to make sure that we are able to monitor and measure the reach, because that's one of the things we've talked about. So it's, you saw it yourself. You saw how ready we were. You oh, saw
1: it. it's spectacular. And the things, like I said, it's not just a matter of entering a code and going, okay, I'm in. You're going to have to look and read this stuff. And, and I think many of the listeners to this show are going to go, oh, yeah, of course. But at the same time, you're going to be brought through some historical perspectives to say, I, I really agree with these things, because we don't want anybody coming in half cocked on thinking it's something that it isn't.
0: Yeah, and I think that uh, just the portion that they have to be in alignment with, the portion that they have to agree, the basis of which they have to agree to – in itself is empowering. Don't you agree, Robert?
1: Oh, it's huge. I mean, it's really stepping into your power. This is not just, oh, I'm going to join a club. Oh, hooray. We're going to have fun and have tea parties. No, you're really stepping into your power here. So it's a major step. I'm not made, wanting to make it so easy and light, but we want to give you access to it. And that's why it's going to take just a little while longer. We got messages out to get it done. Hopefully after Thanksgiving, we can have, have it ready for you. So stand by my sincere apologies. It wasn't our intent to tease you last week. We really felt it would be ready to get you the code today.
0: Well, Robert, I really like the way you put that. You're stepping into your power. That's exactly what it is. That Those are perfect words to describe it. And it is ready. It's going to cost some amount of money. But for the listeners of the Robert Scott Bell Show for Medical Rewind, it's not going to cost you guys anything. So that's also part of the reason that there was a delay because we don't want people that are listening to the show, that are subscribers to the show, to have to pay a single dime to be uh, able to access this information. So that's also one of the reasons that there's going to be a slight delay.
1: Yep. Okay. So we'll get back to that standby. But I want to get to some questions. Last week I had a question coming in about lymphatic issues, lymphatic swelling this one came from England. I think you see that there, Dr. Bittar. Of course, there's a lot of general things, but I, if we can be specific about some things related to painful lymph nodes, groin and pit, it doesn't mean you have cancer, does it? I mean, it could mean it's an infection of some kind.
0: Well, absolutely, but actually the lymph nodes, remember what their job is. Their job is to filter. So anytime the lymph nodes start to swell up, uh, it, they're doing their job. Don't think that it's something necessarily bad because they're doing their job. They're filtering. That's what they're supposed to do. And um, in that particular question that the that the person from England asked, uh, you know, some of the things that you can do are to improve your lymphatic drainage. Start doing some type of uh, uh, like a bouncer type of uh, activity or any type of, any type of exercise will help facilitate it. Uh, infrared sauna will help facilitate. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you can do is boost up on some vitamin C. We use a thing called CBNS protocol which is uh, Cumanda, Berber, Cemento, Noni. These are uh, herbal extractions. And essentially when a person starts having some upper respiratory type symptoms or they end up having some uh, swelling in their throat, sore throat, itchy throat, uh, they end up having some lymph nodes that swell up, et cetera. You know, we put them through a course of this, and all it's doing is just upregulating the immune system, specifically hitting the uh, viruses and the bacteria. Mm-hmm. And the Cumanda and the Berber are also helping to stimulate the lymphatics. And move it on out. Now, if, if somebody genuinely has a diagnosis of
1: cancer and the lymph nodes are swollen, of course, the allopathic That's- docs will just say, let's remove it. Cut it out. And it's like, wait, you're going to re- remove the drainage canal of the body?
0: Yeah, exactly. You don't want to. You don't want to start messing around with the drainage aspect. I mean, the lymphatics are very important. Uh, specifically, berber is something that we use to stimulate the lymphatics uh, in that CBNS protocol, and the cumin is of course for uh, yeast. But bottom line is, you don't want to mess with the lymphatics. You just want to stimulate the lymphatics. You want to increase your lymphatic flow. And I would not necessarily worry about this. Just see if it starts to self resolve. You know, everything should be good. The the descriptions of the groin and the armpits etc sounds like it's a viral infection 90 percent of the time it's a viral issue Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's self-limiting
1: sure and we also talked about silver's virus stopping viral replication so there are a number of things that can be done here so you don't have to panic but again we want you to be responsible about the way you go about now we really only have a short time i don't know how how deep we can get on this last question this comes from belgium and he's talking about l-phenylalanine of course that's an amino acid now in uh, aspartame, of course, it's a disaster, particularly for PKU. But beyond that, because there's formic acid, uh, there's methanol. I mean, that's a disaster. We're not talking about that. But as an amino acid, it's a normal amino acid. Some say it actually can reduce pain.
0: Yeah, I think the question was, too, about should he use it or should he not? And, you know, I'll give you my broad-spectrum answer, Robert. I recommend using, if you're going to use amino acids, use a broad-spectrum, balanced uh, blend of different amino acids, and I actually recommend brewers yeast to people as a natural method of getting the branched-chain amino acids, um, and that's how I would leave it. I don't spe- specify a person should use one amino acid over another amino acid. Like in some things, with the, if a person gets a lot of uh, hepatic lesions, I may recommend like cold swords or something like that or, or have a lot what, of- the l Yeah, I'll do the lysine exactly. So that's the example that I was going to use. But there are very few things like that that I'll individually recommend one particular amino acid. Otherwise, i say broad spectrum.
1: Yeah, this, this particular listener also mentioned uh, Ty Bollinger,
0: of course, our good friend
1: Ty. Okay, there's
0: a problem right there. <laughs> that's
1: see, oh. yeah, we knew there was something. He was listening to Ty. Yeah,
0: right, that's, that's the problem.
1: <laughs> no, no, Ty had some great talk last week on the Outside the Box Wednesdays, Dr. Tar, You'd have loved it uh, with aspartame. Of course, we know that artificial sweetener is, is, the, is the most dangerous of the additives among many. There are so many nasty ones, but I think there's been more complaints about that since it was approved all those years ago than any other additive or all other additives, in fact.
0: Yeah, aspartame is just absolutely categorically bad, mm. and you just don't want to use that at all. Exactly. You see anything with aspartame, throw it away. Don't yeah. even give it to your – I mean, don't give it to anybody. Yet. Don't even give it to your enemies. Don't give it to animals. Just get rid of it. It's crap. It's garbage. It's, it should not be put in the human body.
1: Yeah, so Richard, we appreciate your call for uh, with a Belgium I mean, listen, the outreach is global, much less you, the person that came to – the Advanced Medicine Seminar from Italy. And you might be considering, because you're listening all over the world, we know it now, coming to Phoenix. There are flights to Phoenix from abroad all over the world. If not, fly through another city. we look forward to seeing you. Remember, you can go to Advanced Medicine Seminars. There's a calendar there. And all of the upcoming ones, people are already signing up. And maybe you haven't yet, but maybe after here and today, you can't wait, just like I can't wait for the next one.
0: Robert, it was really, really cool to see people from all over the world. And I appreciate you bringing this up so many times during during your radio show as well to let people know that there is an option for them where they can come and learn more.
1: Yeah, and of course, your appointment to be with us, whether you come or not, we're still here every Monday, East Coast time. Between noon and two, and of course, the Advanced Medicine Monday at one o'clock every. And of course, those of you download it—the 1.2 million of you, unbelievable. And we we are greatly appreciative of you spreading the word out because it is truly uh, fulfilling the mission that we both share here. And that is what you know what it is, Doctor Batar.
0: The power to heal is yours. Awesome.
1: The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Scott Show.